Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Payson. With me are life coaches Monique Scott and Cindy Chavez. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And there we go. Yes, now we're happy that everybody's decided to join us today and uh, going to bring in Cindy and Monique here. Um, so welcome to the show, and uh, we're glad to be working StreamYard a little bit better than the last time. I'm getting used to this program. It's taking a while, but I'm getting used to it. I'm hoping one of these days they actually approve it so that I can play the intro and the outro without having to knock us out. But that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> Drive a car? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you just, you know, you learn one step at a time, and they're learning, and we're learning. So it's okay. How are you guys doing? How's it going, Cindy? You're looking good? Doing great, doing great. It's if you can tell, I guess it looks a little lighter in here because I have one light on, but it is like dark as night in my house again because we are Uh-oh. having storms and it's just uh-huh. the weirdest feeling when it's like two or three in the afternoon. It feels like it's eight or nine at night, it's just right? Dark, right, and it's like uh-huh. oh, it's confusing. <laughs> Understandable. But, but I'm doing good. Yeah, doing good. Good. And Monique, you're looking really good too. You're smiling big. You're looking, I mean, you're just looking. You're looking relaxed today. Actually, how you doing? Good. I am relaxed. Oh, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. Excellent. That's good to hear. Well, we had uh, we had fun last week because we started doing law of attraction experiments. We did experiment number one. And I don't know about you guys, but I got a pretty quick result. So I wanted to tell you the story about that. Um, now, to kind of recap uh, what I was, I kind of uh, piggybacked on what you guys were asking for. I figured, okay, well, you, you gave me a good idea, so I'll go with it. So I was going to ask for a, a, a guest to contact me, somebody to contact me out of the blue in the 48-hour period uh, to be a guest on the show. And I got off the podcast. We were done. We had a great show. Started to do my usual stuff, which is basically getting ready to publish the podcast itself. And about an hour later, I finished up and looked on Facebook, and there is a message from David Strickle, the stream of David, saying, hey, you know, it's been a while since I've been on the show. Why don't I come out of the show sometimes? <laughs> so oh, I didn't have to wait real long. It came really, really quick. <laughs> How did you guys do? Did you guys have any interesting results? Well, well, you know, it was funny because I had said I wanted to hear from someone, like a text message or you know, a private message or something from someone. And I I think the way I said it was someone that I have that either was a client 10 years or more ago mm. or someone that I just haven't heard, an old friend or something I haven't heard from in a long time. Right. Well, and then Walt said he was wanting to have a new guest on the show. And I interrupted him and said, oh, Walt, I forgot to tell you. I uh, just talked to one of my besties and I think she'd be great for the show. And so he was like, okay, because every time Walt does one of these, it happens right away. And it's like immediate. <laughs> well, when we got done with the show, I looked down at my phone and I had a text message from someone who I had coached 10 years ago. Oh my. Now here's the thing. We hadn't talked in a really long time and we had talked maybe two or three weeks ago, just via message, you know, she just sent me a message about something. And so I said, well, I'm not going to count this. I'm going to see if, you know, another message shows up. And and another message didn't show up. But I I thought about it right before today's show. And I thought, because Walt and I have talked about this before, and I'm sure you've had this happen, Monique. It was like, why didn't I count it? That's what I asked for, right? And it was like, it was like I gave it a parameter. So it was like saying, okay, I'm going to ask for like at least $100 to show up, but maybe a 1000 And then $100 shows up in five minutes. I go, well, I'm not going to count. <laughs> That's exactly it, yeah. Right? Boy, it was exactly what I asked for. I said somebody that I haven't coached in 10 years or an old friend, and she's actually both. I don't know. It was exactly right. And I said I didn't think about it again until I think Sunday. And I thought, oh, it's been way longer than 48 hours. And I kind of went back. I was like, no, I don't think I've heard from any, anybody that fits that, you know, parameter. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to just count this. And then right before the show, I thought, why am I not wanting to count it? Like, and how many times do we get what we ask for and then still try to convince ourselves that we didn't get what we asked for? That's right. You know, Cindy, sometimes I think that it just happens so naturally and sometimes so quickly that, yeah, we just discount it like, 
Oh, that's just a coincidence. Well, we know there's no such thing as a coincidence, but right. you know, that's what we say. Oh, well, not that, you know, something <laughs> else. You know, I don't know if you know anything about Akashic Records. I didn't know anything about them, but I had someone, someone offered to read my Akashic Records. And when they did, one of the things they said to me was really interesting because there's a one segment of Akashic Records that is like your, it has to do with manifestation. And she said to me, I bet you either, when you decide to manifest something, it either happens immediately or it doesn't happen at all. And, and if you stay with it, you're just banging your head against the wall for five years. You know, and it's like, I thought, hmm, I'll have to think about that. But then I thought, wow, a lot of times it does just happen immediately. So I don't know. That was that's interesting that you say that, Monique. I think that's true is that it's so natural and easy that we think, oh, no, that that was a coincidence. Yeah. 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 yeah we're really we're really good at discussing things. It's, it's, a, it's oh. astonishing. I mean, really, we're very, very good at it. Nature, you know? I guess. I mean, the first thing, the first time that I noticed consciously that I had negated stuff coming into my life, the the, the part that just blew my mind is I negated the negating. I, I, <laughs> I, I just wouldn't accept the fact that I was negating. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And That's... It, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to explain that. No, that's, funny. <laughs> that's just flat out denial that won't go away. <laughs> that's right, exactly. <laughs> and then I developed a, a series of them here on the show because um, last um, August, I think it was, I decided to take the Dan Nagana challenge with his ebook, The Money Game, and start um, yeah. playing that game through. And yeah. I have completed, I've completed the first third of it. I, I've completed the first phase, which is a five step phase. But the funniest part was there were like, two or three of those five steps, I can't remember how many, where I would get what I asked for and not make the connection. And then I'd be coming up to the show. I'd do the show. I'd say, it didn't show up. I, oh, wait a minute. It did show up. And in the middle of the show, I embarrassed myself by the fact that I had overlooked the manifestation that I had asked for. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez. Remember so, that story <laughs> about, um, I heard a friend, I was. I don't know if Monique heard this story. I heard... Uh, a friend of mine was talking about asking to manifest something and she asked for getting on a plane. She asked for like that, that she wouldn't have trouble because her bags were way too heavy. She's like, I just want to buzz on okay. through and that whoever sat next to her would be like a cool person that she would want to be hanging out with for five hour flight or whatever. And that they would see someone from Saturday night live, which was like, so, what? It was so <laughs> off the wall. Cause they were like, Flying into Ohio or somewhere. It wasn't like they were going into like Hollywood or New York or something <laughs> where a lot of celebrities are. And guy waved her right through with her heavy bags, sat next to a woman that they have become fast friends. They were just <laughs> together. Then they get off the plane and they're waiting for their rides and they're facing each other. And she sees the person she's facing, the woman she was flying with, waving, 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 waving. And so she thinks, oh, she must see the person that's coming to pick her up. Yeah. So she turns around to see who it is, and it's somebody from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> okay, so this, like, impressed me so much the day I heard it that I thought to myself, the next night I was having trouble sleeping. I was awake in the middle of the night, and I was thinking of something just normal, like, everyday things to do list, you know, things I needed to get done. And I thought, oh, yeah, I want to make sure uh, I need to do that. And this needs to happen. I'd like this to happen. And I remembered that. And I thought a third thing that's ridiculous. And I used to find playing cards in the street all the time, like 10 years ago, just all the time. I'd find them. I'd find them at the gas station. I'd find them at the grocery store, at the airport. Everywhere I looked, there'd be, oh, playing card. And I'm a card reader. So that was kind of cool. Um, it hasn't hadn't happened in a long time. So my third thing laying there in the middle of the night, I said, I want to find a playing card just because it's fun. And then I went to sleep. Two days later, my husband and I, after dinner, went out for our walk. And we're halfway across the street. And I looked down, and there's a playing card right in the street. And I, all of a sudden, it clicked that that was the third thing. And I started screaming, I did this. I did this. I asked for this. This is what I asked for. And my husband's just looking at me like, you know. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I said, so I started explaining to him. And when I named those, when I went to tell him, 
what happened and my friend's story and that I was in bed and that I had made the intention for two things and that this was the third. I couldn't remember the two things. I literally could not remember them. And I tried for a week. And what I, what I decided was that they were so mundane, right? Yeah. Like I hope a client calls me back or I hope it, that I'm sure they happened Mm -hmm. and that I dismissed them just just like this. I just, they were so natural, so normal that I didn't even remember them. But that third thing was out of the ordinary. And so it perked me up and it alerted me to the fact. And my friend had said this, she said, you know, when we saw the Saturday night live people, I thought, would I even have recognized the miracle of my bags being waved through and of the wonderful friend next to me if that third thing wouldn't have happened? Wow. So talking about just dismissing things that we ask for and not recognizing them, I think this might be a little trick to play on our brain, right? When we're making an intention is add some third crazy thing. Something wild, yeah. That's yeah. a good idea, actually, because it helped, it's, it's association, right? You, you associate yeah. it with the other thing that's more mundane, and so make it yeah. more likely you'll notice I the mundane. I don't remember what they were. I, it was like, <laughs> I said, I don't know what they were, but I know they happened. <laughs> you know they happened. What about you? What about your intention last week? Did you say me? Yeah. What about your intention you made? What happened? <laughs> She's grinning. <laughs> She got a thumbs up. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so there's a little caveat, I believe. I believe there's a little caveat to my manifesting my uh, client for my new um, coaching program. So part of my coaching program entails um, identity shifting. I'm sure you guys know what that is, but... You know, um, for any of you guys out there in the audience, if you've never heard of identity shifting, um, Dr. Maxwell Maltz wrote a book years ago called Psycho-Cybernetics, and it's really on self-image, how you view yourself. And essentially, really, if you want to become someone different, then that's exactly what you need to do. You need to become someone different. So in light of getting this new client that we, you know, that I said I wanted to manifest, what I decided to do was become someone different, right? So what does my higher self look like? You know, the le- next level coach Monique. Um, I have her in my head, right? So like all week, I decided to dress like her. Like I got up in the morning, you know, I went to the gym, come back, and I put on full makeup, which I never do. Right? I put on makeup. You know, look, I've got my little jewelry on and stuff, all that stuff, right? Because that's what Next Level Monique would do. And so I made the intention, today's Wednesday, today's Wednesday, that was last night. I'm thinking it was yesterday. I don't want to say it was Monday. I think it was just like I've I've procrastinated this whole time, right? (laughs) (laughs) And this, finally focused, finally focused. I think it was yesterday because yesterday I went live on uh, Facebook and on Instagram on purpose, right? Just talking. Oh, you guys, it might have been Monday. But anyway, it has been in the 48 hours. And no, it had to be Monday because I got, I had the client, um, oh, fud sickles. What do you call it? Um, Phone call. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we don't use phones that much anymore, so it's understandable you would forget a phone call, right? Everything's text messages these days and social media. Yes. So she's scheduled on Monday, but the call was yesterday, right? So all of that, all around the mulberry bush to say, I think part of my manifesting it was also me deciding to embody the coach who would have my next high ticket client right for my new coaching program. Love it. I think that it went hand in hand. First I focused on it that I didn't last week, right? I waited until the last minute to focus on it starting on Monday. And <laughs> she booked on Monday. Phone call was yesterday, right? But I've just continued to continue to show up, you know, as my best self. So all in all, yes, success for all three of us. Oh my God, wow. And I love that uh, 
that is the most effective tool that I know of because everything mm-hmm. we actually yeah. to our sense of identity. Yeah, I do this with clients all the time, even in really small things. Like I had a client that wanted said, I want to, I want to be a well-funded retiree, okay. right? And I said, okay. I said, well, what does a well-funded retiree eat for breakfast? Right. Um, how does a well-funded retiree throw those wet towels in the dryer? Right? Like you're still going to be doing day-to-day things. Right. A lot of times people say, and you might run into this if you're doing identity coaching where someone wants more money and you're like, well, what would, what would, you know, wealthy you be doing? And they're like, well, I can't do it because I don't have any money. Right? So they get this like catch 22. It's like, no, you know, wealthy people, they don't just spend money all day long. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Like, they might spend more money than me, and they probably hang out at the beach or a resort or something more than I have in the past year. But the truth is, a lot of them work a lot, and they do normal things we all do. Yeah. They drink a glass of water, okay? So if you haven't had a glass of water today, you should have a glass of water. So how does a wealthy person drink a glass of water? And it sounds like a weird question, but if you ask yourself that question while you're getting a glass of water, you will feel a shift in your body. You do. You right? do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And, and you think about, um, Walt's talked about this a lot. And actually my best friend is an absolute expert at this and she's going to talk to us soon, but you know, actors oh, like yeah. embodying, like, okay, the part I'm playing is the, the coach I want to be right. The part yeah. I'm is the coach that has five more clients or whatever it is. And you just kind of step into that role and you don't, you know, costumes help set design helps, but there's also the embodiment part that happens. Yeah. Yeah. You said, yeah, you put on makeup, you did jewelry, right. But there's also, even without that, like before you were getting ready, right at the gym, in the shower, whatever, you still are in the mental space of like, I'm going to embody this next version, right? So definitely mindset. Yes. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. And you know, a thing that I keep asking myself over and over for everything that I have to do, every decision I have to make, what would Gigi do? What would Gigi say? Would Gigi wait to hesitate or would she just take action? Well, she always takes action. So then that makes me take action because I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm Gigi. (laughs) Love it. I love it too. Yeah, yeah. Really Absolutely. good. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And, and Jeffrey's sharing some stuff in, in the uh, live stream about what he was doing. I get. I I don't really know specifically what he had asked for last week. It sounds like it had to do with illuminating conversations because he says I got many illuminating conversations. Even the word illuminating showing up in my world. Oh, Jeffrey, what was your actual like, intention? This is so good. Uh, so yeah. and then. And then the best part, he says he just found a $100 bill in his garden supplies. I, mean, I especially like that part because it's oh, a reminder. Garden supplies. No, I'm just kidding. Well, Jeff, <laughs> you know if you need my cash app, Jeffrey, I can, um, I'm there you go. give it to you. <laughs> awesome. But I love the fact that, that he shared that part too, because we have a tendency as human beings to isolate, right? Yeah. Like yeah. with this exercise that we just did, I was isolated on, did I get a specific person? And I did, David Strickle, to call me up or contact me actually and ask to be on the show. Mm-hmm. But did I also take the time to notice other things coming in that I had previously asked for? Mm-hmm. Or that, or that fit other bills that were going on? We can become so monomaniacal about, well, it's got to be that one thing or else everything is failing. We, we, that's how I think we end up ignoring. That's how we end up missing the fact that we manifested something because we're focused on this other thing over here. Yeah. I think that's what happens, you know? And, and Jeffrey is illustrating beautifully how you, you focus on all of it. You celebrate all of it. Well, celebrate, yeah, but you know, sometimes when we drop the focus on something, it slides in through the back, right? It does that too, yes. Let go of some of that attachment that we had about it and started focusing on somewhere else. And it's like, that happens so often with people that, you know, have obsessed and worried about a certain thing. And that's called focus, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then as soon as they say, forget it. Well, Walt, this was like your 
love affair story. Well, it was fine. Like, forget it. You know what? I don't want a relationship. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And then there it is. Right? Come Louise in the back door. But, I mean, by the way, Je- yeah. Jeffrey was, was actually responding to you, Cindy. <laughs> I, I heard Cindy say a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars and I found it. He says, okay, let's put this so I asked for a thousand dollars or a million dollars. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Think big. <laughs> it goes back to the garden supplies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's right, excellent. Great. Excellent. Very well, good. I think we can declare experiment number one to be a complete and total yes. success. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's I pretty cool. Jeffrey. I love yeah. how we influence each other as well. I like his latest comment. I love how we influence each other. Yeah, you said the same yeah. thing. I, yeah. But that's that's great. That's exactly what happens. We We build on each other. And, I mean, to reiterate the whole point about noticing all of it isn't that what excitement is all about isn't that what joy is all about because mm-hmm. when, yeah. when you're in the place of joy you have that clarity that's the other thing that we associate with that high level mm-hmm. vibration Yet when you have clarity it's easier to spot it all it's easier yeah. to see it to notice it to pay attention to appreciate it to feel good about it and to therefore keep the next one coming in and then the next one and then the next one and then the next one and so on and so forth that's right. how, that's how you get in that upward spiral right Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I was going to say, that's such a good point because, you know, uh, not to, not to try to make sure we recognize that life isn't perfect, but there is contrast. And oftentimes when we're on this, like things are going great, 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 great. And then we'll have some contrast and we think something's wrong. Like, oh, things were going so well and blah, blah, blah. But it's just a spiral. We're coming around to that point again. And once we grow past or grow through that contrast, we'll be up a level, right? And we'll mm. things will get easier and bigger and better. And we just keep moving in that direction. So there's always going to be a point where life has an ebb and a flow. You know, it's like the like the moon waxes and wanes and we are going to have those things come up somebody asked me about this uh, i did a clubhouse um thing this weekend and someone asked me uh about an idea that i called trouble at the border and okay. like right well what it is is that when we are brainstorming and having dreams and hopes and wishes, right? Our intentions are all in that. Like when we're all talking about manifesting a hundred dollars, it's light and it feels great. And we're all mm-hmm. excited about it, right? Unless mm-hmm. I need a hundred dollars in the next 30 minutes or like my power is going to be turned off or something, then it's not so light and yeah. happy, right? right. But when we're talking about, Hey guys, let's make this project. Let's do this show about experiments and we get all happy and it's because it hasn't manifested yet. It's light. It's it's in the ethereal realm of hopes, dreams, wishes, ideas. It doesn't have any weight to it yet. So it's light and fluffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as soon as we start making the actual plans to bring it into physical manifestation, where we have to make the phone calls and find the book and, you know, and rent the place and do all the things. And the person hasn't called us back and the book is gone. Mm-hmm. Right. That's because it's getting weightier now. It's coming yeah. into it. And it's not my idea. It was a wonderful uh, concept by uh, Maria Nesmith, I think. It's a the book called, um, might be called The Spirit of Money, The Energy of Money. Uh, but it's it's a concept that we're all going to come up against when we begin to manifest something. Is when yeah. it comes to the physical, it has weight to it, and sometimes it's heavy. And sometimes right. it goes sideways. <laughs> sideways, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. All right, well. Let's move on then. Let, I mean, let's let's see if we can do a second experiment. I think the first one we can declare is a major success. So okay. let's let, let's see if we can do what Dan McGinn talks about. Let's see if we can expand our edge of believability a little bit. Well, I was looking through I was looking through the book. Unless you guys have one picked out already. Not really. No. I mean, you, I I mean was, you, you you told us that you had something in mind, so I said, yeah, okay, that feels good. Let's do it. <laughs> and I saw this experiment number nine. And I turned to the lab sheet to see, and it's also like a 48-hour um, lab sheet, which I thought is, is a good time frame, right? Because you're yeah. not—I mean, it either happens or it doesn't. Um, and it's called the Fish and Loaves Principle. Hmm. And the subtitle to it is "The Universe is Limitless, Abundant, and Strangely Accommodating." I like that. 
So it just sounded like it would be good. And I won't read the whole chapter, but I'll read. She has some little anecdotes. And this was, this is one of hers. Um, Colonel Mustard in the conservatory with the wrench. Okay. <laughs> and here is a quote from Albert Einstein that I really thought was profound. Common sense is the collection of prejudices acquired by age 18. Ooh. <laughs> and, oh. you know, we've talked before about how many of our Ooh. set points are already there by the time we're seven. Yeah. You can right. imagine how many beliefs that we say are common sense, right, that we've collected by the time we're 18 years old. Yeah. That was kind of an interesting idea. Unnerving, I think, is the word I would pick, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those of us who have been around slightly longer than 18 years old. Uh, Especially when we can attest to the fact that it, it gets worse the older you get. There's so many opportunities to hang on to these things we really don't want to hang on to. <laughs> so this is her own personal story, so I thought it would be good. She says, I was, playing, oh, okay. I was playing the board game Clue with a couple of my daughter's friends. We passed out the detective notebooks and placed the rope, the lead pipe, and the other miniature weapons in the miniature mansion's miniature rooms. I said to Kylie, who was playing Professor Plum, why don't you go first? The girls looked at me as if I'd just asked them to take a shower in the boys' locker room. Mom! Miss Grout! They loudly protested. What? What did I say? Everybody knows Miss Scarlet always goes first. Likewise, they explained that in order to make an accusation, you have to be in the room where you think the murder took place. And if you want to take a secret passageway, you can only do it between the parlor and the kitchen or the library in the conservatory. Who says, I asked. The rules. It says so right here. One of them thrust the neatly printed rule sheet in my face. These engraved in stone rules remind me of how we play life. Mm -hmm. Somebody decided that this is how the world works. And because we all agreed to see it that way, we made it reality. Turns out we've all been had. Nearly all the concepts and judgments we take, we take for granted are gross distortion of things as they really are. Everything we think is real is simply a reflection of the clue, the clue rules that we all agreed upon. The world we think we see is merely the projection of our own individual clue rules. Maybe it's time to take those clue rules, cut them up, and use them as confetti until we do, until we finally get it, that we are wholly loved wholly lovable and wholly loving, we will continue to feel empty, question our purpose, and wonder why we're here. That's why we need to ask for a whole new lens for looking at the world. So she talks about, this is a very, very simple um, simple experiment because it has to do with what we're actually focusing on and what lens we're looking through to focus. And so I'm going to read you the lab report sheet okay. and see what you think. Principle, fish and loaves principle. The theory, the universe is limitless, abundant, and strangely accommodating. The question, is my focus on the negative keeping me from seeing reality? Ooh. The hypothesis, if I change my outlook and make a concerted effort to look for goodness, beauty, and abundance, it will show up in spades. Time required, 48 hours. And then it has a place for you to put the date and the time that you start. And then it has a place for you to record the number of kind, beautiful, and good things. Mm. So instead of creating, you know, an ask, I want to find $100, and then at the end of 48 hours, just seeing if we had, this one's going to take a little bit more awareness and paying attention throughout the 48 hours and kind of keeping a checklist of okay. how many things you see that are full of goodness, beauty, abundance. That and sounds very really cool. I like that. This is what she says about approach. I've heard the old adage, what you appreciate appreciates. So I guess I'll give it a whirl. Who knows? Maybe expressing gratitude is more than just some mumbo-jumbo Pollyanna Oprah thing. Willie Nelson, after all, said that when he started counting his blessings, 
His whole life turned around. Mm-hmm. Like Willie, I'm ready to bet on the probability of peace, bliss, and joy. Consequently, I will actively seek goodness with a vengeance. And then at the bottom of the sheet, it has a quote from um, Thich Nhat Hanh, a Buddhist monk. It says, we have more possibilities available in each moment than we realize. Well, personally, I'm very pleased and proud to be doing woo-woo things. If that puts me in Oprah Winfrey's company, hey, that's fine by me. I like that a lot. But uh, I I get the point. The point's a very good one. I like the idea of this is basically not just counting blessings. This is counting blessings as they happen. This is noticing the blessings. This is, and, you know, I, it's an awareness exercise, really, because we are putting ourselves in the space where we're going to notice things as they happen. And from experience that I did about 10 years ago, I, when I started, I started this meditation habit where as soon as I was like actually turning the lights out, shutting my eyes to go to sleep, um, I can't meditate for 15 minutes there, right? Cause I'll fall asleep in one minute. But what I started doing was naming one thing that I smelled that day that was good, something I tasted that was good, something I touched that felt nice. You know, something I heard that was beautiful um, and something I saw that was beautiful. And what I noticed was the first few days, every night when I laid down and shut my eyes to do this, I would my little puppy's fur was so soft. The coffee was so good this morning. You know, after the third or fourth day, I realized, huh, I'm like saying the same five things. I heard music. Yes. I was like, you know, and I just so I made myself a new rule. It has to be different every day. Mm-hmm. And. I was doing this and maybe the fifth or sixth or seventh, you know, night of doing it one day, somebody had sent me roses. And when I was putting them on the table, they smelled amazing. And I said, Oh, this can be the thing that I smell for tonight. (laughs) I realized that my, my brain was getting the idea. And then I I was like, Oh my goodness. I am now starting to be aware of, good things with my five senses in the, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon, because I know that I'm going to ask myself this question and I can't say the puppy and the chocolate and the coffee and, you know, right. I can't say that. So having your awareness open to good things and use your senses, mm-hmm. beautiful things, kind words you hear, things you smell that are delicious, whatever. Um, suddenly y- your brain gets on board with it and, it's like that reticular activation. It's all you see is good things, right? It's like they're everywhere. So I'm down for it. So I like it. Well, yeah. I guess the contest who has the highest number. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I, I'm going to uh, also tell you what my reaction would have been if you had proposed this to me back when I first learned about how the law of attraction works. Okay. Because I know exactly what it would have been. It would have been, I don't have anything good that happens during the day. The last thing I want to do is embarrass myself by carrying around a blank sheet of paper that I'm not going to fill in. (laughs) I was terrified that nothing good would happen in my life because I was in a place where that's exactly what I've been focusing on over and over and over again. So (laughs) guess what? That's what I was getting. And as I look back on it now, it seems silly, but that was where I was at. It, It kind of makes me realize this is an exercise that, Everybody kind of needs to do it at one point or another just to get into that that flow of realizing lots of good things are going on all day long. What I think would be cool would be to, like, you know, last time we made the intention in the show, and then Monique made her intention, like, she talked about it, but she didn't get serious with the, like, doing of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. she didn't fill out her lab sheet, so to speak, <laughs> until Sunday. Well, I think it would be interesting to open make the intention now to open our awareness all of us to good things beautiful things kindness whatever abundance limitlessness and then start counting further on in the week once our awareness is open right because <laughs> well i'm going to need to have that lab sheet actually spectacular things <laughs> I'm going to have to print out a lab. I may have to print out three or four of them just so that I can have enough room to write all this stuff down. Cause I'll never remember it all if I don't write it down. So you know, I, you know. I collect these. I have so many of these. I, I'm embarrassed to tell you. I won't tell you. I don't know how many, um, <laughs> but these little, little bitty notebooks. Ooh. Oh yeah. Notebooks. Yeah. 
And so I just I was like, okay, well, I just I dedicate one of these little notebooks to keeping track and to wow. carrying around with me and just jotting down when I notice something. Very cool. Yeah. Like why not? I'm down for that. What do you think, Monique? Is this a good one? Uh, seeing as my internet has been acting up literally for the last 10 minutes, I don't even know what the exercise is. Yeah, I know you were kind of freezing up there. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw yeah. one little freeze and I, she came back and I thought, oh, good. She's back. But now, what what, what uh, we're proposing to do, this, this particular exercise that Pam Grout outlines is simply one of going through the day and noticing everything that comes our way, every experience that we have, everything that we notice that, that comes into our awareness that we like, that's good, that, that we approve of, that, that you, know, oh. fits our, you know, fits our joys or fits our preferences or anything that we like, anything good. Just right. Aladdin, Aladdin says kind, beautiful, good things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're looking for. We're just going to look for goodness, beauty, and abundance and watch it show up. And there's a piece okay. of me that's, that's also kind of asking myself, well, am I going to get anything else done? Right. No. <laughs> well, here's something good to about what we call, what Florence Scovelshin used to call driftwood. Hmm. So when a sailor is out sea, he cannot see the shoreline. But right. as closer, they will see driftwood and birds because those things aren't way out in the middle of the ocean. They're closer mm-hmm. to land. And so yeah. that's a sign that you're getting closer. Mm-hmm. So as we're looking for abundance, it also counts when we see someone else get a blessing. Ooh. Right? Okay. Like people that are looking for, like say Monique has a client that's looking for clients because she's a business coach. And her client comes to her and says, she, and so Monique says, well, just pay attention, open your awareness. And then the client comes and says, oh, my best friend's a coach, and she got two new clients this week, but I didn't get any. That's driftwood, though. Mm-hmm. You, right. noticed, you noticed clients, mm. right? Or I'm a relationship coach. So sometimes I get people that say, oh, my gosh, when am I ever going to get my soulmate? My next-door neighbor just got engaged, and my sister had a hot date last week. And, you know, when's it going to happen for me? And I'm mm-hmm. like... That's driftwood. You're noticing. Yeah. Right? So, so we can really notice this, whether it's something directly coming to us or whether it's just in our sphere, because we're filtering out most of the stuff that's in our sphere. So if you're noticing it, whether it's to you or to someone else, you're noticing it. Yeah, this is about filtering in, really. This is yeah, about re- yeah. rewriting the filter. <laughs> right. Right. Which is a really good thing to do. Actual filter. It's going to filter by filtering in things that are beautiful and kind and good and abundant. We're automatically filtering out lack and scarcity and ugliness. And we're letting that, it's still going to be there. We're just fade into the background as we bring beauty and kindness and goodness and abundance into the foreground. Yes. Just for 48 hours. <laughs> then I you like can go that. back and see all the scarcity. <laughs> well, it might be a bit of a challenge, but you know what? As challenges go, that's a good one. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going to have somebody throw a challenge at me, it might as well be something that has some stuff in it that, that I like. Yeah. You know? I wonder, I wonder what our live streamers think about it. Well, Je- Jeffrey's actually making it even more interesting for himself because I, I think he's going beyond looking for uh, just noticing the good stuff that comes along. He actually has ma- things he's manifesting. He, he's listening. He's, he's going to manifest a Rottweiler and a Basset Hound puppy just for fun. And he's manifesting a slingshot. And a Basset sure Hound just for Basset fun? Hound. Just for fun, yeah. <laughs> Je- Jeffrey has an unusual way of having fun compared to other people, but it's his way, you know. What are you so. going to do with them, though? <laughs> Enjoy them. Are you going to give them back after? <laughs> You're going to give them back. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, well, I mean, it, I, once again, he illustrates the point that we manifest lots of things all the time. You know, so he's going to, to not limit himself to one thing. That's good. You know, but, uh, oh, I, and it's on the list. It is on the list. It's yeah. something that, you know, everybody is going to have a different idea of what they find good and beautiful and right and abundant. So. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is for you, when you see it, you know it. I'm I just, 
I just know I still have that one thing in the back of my head saying, you're not going to have enough time to get stuff during the, the day if you're just writing these things down all day long. You're going to spend well, your entire day doing it. Well, here's what's interesting. On the lab sheet, it just says, it just has one little space. It says number. Number of things. So you don't have to write it down. Just keep a running count in your head. Hmm. You know those clickers that, like, empires use or whatever? Now, now all of a sudden, my, my oh. monkey brain got sad. Because oh. you really wanted to write all the little things down. <laughs> well, write them down if you want to. I'm going to probably not them down. But I'm really busy. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I doubt that I'm okay. Maybe I'll write the first 10 down, and then I'll just keep the clicker after that. <laughs> right. Well, those little marks where you do one, two, three. Yeah, right. Yeah, the hash marks. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like that a lot. That's good. Write it on my hand. <laughs> I love I love the fact that Pam Grout's experiments, they don't limit themselves to manifest X, you know, some X that you want to have come into your life. They're, they're about, I mean, we, I, I asked for something to expand our edge of, of believability, our, our edge of, of confidence and trust in that the stuff is happening. And that's exactly what this is doing. This is actually building our belief system by re- reprogramming our filter, that internal filter that we have in the back of our heads, um, the RAS. And reprogramming it specifically to give us literally only stuff we like. And that, what's the phrasing that, that, uh, um, is positive and abundant? What, how do they say it um, in the book? Things that are good, kind, beautiful, and abundant. Good, kind, beautiful, and abundant. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, that's a wide. It is. Right. And things that I might think are, are beautiful. Maybe someone else doesn't. And. Mm-hmm. My idea of abundance is different. That's okay. It's, it's about you. It's about you and your personal. Yeah, right. But this so, is all about re, basically recalibrating for that. And that's good. Yeah. Because it, like anything else, you know, we told the story uh, about how the reticular activation system works. The the idea of like, oh, I never saw a yellow Volkswagen in my neighborhood until I bought one. And now mm-hmm. I know there are two right down the street or whatever. Your mm-hmm. awareness opens. So when we open our awareness to things that are good and beautiful and kind and abundant, we're going to begin to see much more of it than we're seeing now. I'm exactly ready. Right. Yeah. So, so live streamers and people listening to the podcast at home, because you don't have to actually be here for the live show in order to do this, you know. Uh, it's 48 hours. So even if you're hearing this on Wednesday or Thursday, that's right. it's like just, you know, you still have time to do it before next week. Exactly. Reports of how this works out for people. But, but declare it. I mean, Brenda's declared it. She says it sounds like a fun challenge. So it sounds like she's on board for doing it, but de- declare that you want to be a part of it and that you're going to do it. And fortunately, it's pretty easy to do. I mean, the, the, cons- the concept of it is easy to do. Um, and that we're just looking for things that we find to be kind and positive and things that we really, really like so much. Um, I think probably the biggest deal mm. is just committing to do it and then doing it. Because because this is like all exercises, we could just kind of blow it off, right? Right. So here's a, an idea um, that just came into my mind because I know this is one of the practices that I've used in coaching before, but it's because it's e- it's just an easy mind thing. Like think right now of a color that you really love, right? And it might be like, oh, my favorite color has been green ever since I was a, a kindergartner, or it might be, well, this week I'm really into purple or whatever, right? But think of a color that just brings you joy, a color that you feel happy when you see it and start noticing that color. (laughs) Jeffrey's raised his hand, by the way. So he's going to do it. Um, Nasha's tuned in. I don't know if you saw this, Nasha. Nasha says, I've been waiting for Cindy all week. (laughs) (laughs) Recently. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're here. Yeah. So, so looking at a color, that's pretty easy, right? Because you yeah. go in the closet, oh, I said red and there's a red shirt. And oh, I look outside and there's red flowers on the camellia tree right now. And I look, and you'll just start noticing. So that's, it's just an awareness yeah. exercise. It's just to train your brain to pay attention to your intentions. Which is important. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of illustrated that before. It's pretty easy to fail to notice right. the things that we're attracted. If, if, I mean, how are we going to notice them if we aren't paying attention to the things that are important oh, we to notice us? Them and we say, oh, no, I'm going to go for something different. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll go for a different one. Oh. Uh, oh. I think, among other things, this is actually going to retrain us to actually notice our manifestations <laughs> when they show up. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my goodness. Like, 
Yeah, we need to notice them right away and we need to celebrate them. Mm. And even labeling, you know, a lot of times labeling things um, is a form of judgment, which is kind of lowers our consciousness level. But when we're reminding ourselves, oh, this is beautiful. I just saw something beautiful. And I just saw an act of kindness, right? Like sometimes you just witness someone else. Even on social media, right? Someone will say something and you'll notice that someone makes a comment to them that's kind and loving. That counts. Yeah. Because you're noticing that. Because if you're on social media, there's plenty of opportunity to notice comments that are snarky, mean-spirited. Really? (laughs) He he said snarkily. Snarky and mean-spirited and trollish. and. Mm. Right. And it's like, oh, we don't want to focus on it. Yeah. What we focus on expands, which is the whole point of this, this exercise. Yeah. I'm curious to, curious to know, do you, do you ladies have a particular favorite way of celebrating stuff when you notice that, you know, something came through right and you, or something, or maybe it's something you're just trying to manifest. Um, like Monique, when you were setting your intention of, of what the future Monique, the, 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 the super coach Monique, is like uh, when she gets that that great new client. Do you have a particular way of imagining a celebration? I'm kind of curious. <laughs> she covers her mouth. <laughs> I actually don't celebrate my manifestations. Oh, oh man. Okay. Wow. Not that I'm not grateful for them, but I don't like be like, woohoo, it happened. It's more like a, I knew it was going to happen. So let's move on to the next. I noticed. <laughs> that reminds me of when I had my first I knew I was going to have a boy. And that was way before they did ultrasounds. Right? Like they only, me did, too. They only did an ultrasound if you were like having some serious problems. And so, but I knew, I knew it was a boy. I just knew. I knew from day one. As soon as I knew I was pregnant, I knew I was going to have a boy. And I just knew that I wanted a girl. And I said, it's a boy. And I'm so glad. And then I was in the hospital and I, I had a very long labor in the hospital. And when the baby was born, all the doctors and nurses were like, it's a boy, it's a boy. And I was like so tired. I was like, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, like that. Right? Like, I know. So it's like, yeah, I get that. But you know, it depends. You're asking how, how to celebrate. I guess it depends on what it is. Cause like, I, I think I celebrate like Monique yeah. just did in the moment, right? Like, yes, that, that might be the celebration, but I also like glitter and fancy nails and champagne and books. I love books. So sometimes I'm just like, Oh, I got a new client, buy myself a new book. <laughs> it just depends, right? I, I think joy, just being joyful. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so too. I do know that for myself, um, the the earliest ways that I would celebrate was to recognize that I was gobsmacked. That oh my god, it happened! I can't believe it happened. <laughs> but like the, the jaw would drop them, and did that did that really? No, that that was that was just a no. There's no such thing. Wait a minute, did that just happen? I mean, literally, it was that kind of crazy thought process with incomplete thoughts just passing through my head. That's the way I originally celebrated. It took me a while before I would consciously say, "Yes, I did it. I finally did it." And and then that actually took me to a new level. But for the longest time, it was just jaw drop open. That was the celebration. <laughs> so important because it shows that we're recognizing you know like mm. we talked about after the show last week and I, I looked at my phone and I said oh my goodness I got a text message from someone who I coached 10 years ago and then what did I do I said, well I'm going to wait for a different so that wasn't like I didn't really celebrate mm. I was a little surprised at first and then I just discounted it instead of like ha we did it and that's where you can end up yeah. That's, it's very easy to end up in that space of just discounting. That, that's the key word because we do that. We discount and we discount really, really quickly. I mean, in split seconds, it happens that quickly. And I'm thinking back to, like I said before, the, the stories about how I was reaching different thresholds in the money game, Dan, Dan's version of the money game. Um, I, the first one I remember happening, I, um, he starts you off really, really small level. I started at ten dollars. He recommends starting ten, five dollars a dollar, you know, anywhere that, that that's believable, but small enough. 
you can do it pretty easily. And within a few days of that, I ended up getting a check in the mail from my auto insurance company that was a partial rebate on on the insurance for $13 and change. And I instantly discounted it. I said, oh, that's nice. I threw it on the table. I mean, absolutely no associating whatsoever because it was just a small amount. It, it didn't matter. It was a small amount. That's the way my mindset was set. Well, I remember when this happened. And I can't remember my own personal story. I only remember that we both did pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> Like the, it came, like twenty dollars showed up, and I I never even connected it. Mm. They did all the work. It showed up. It's like <laughs> right over my head. I never even connected it until you started talking about it. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That was funny. So this is where I'm hoping that this new experiment of just identifying, listing, or at least counting the various things that happen during a 48 hour period. I'm going to do it for the week, I think, but uh, at least within a 48 yeah, hour period. Yeah. You're going to do it for a week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also notice, I think it'll be interesting to notice if it seems like as the week goes on more things, we know more things more, are, like yes. scale, right? Cause that's the whole point is if we're right. focusing on good, beautiful, kind things, we'll see more of them. We I'm might curious, you know, how many uh, duplicates we're going to get. Because you know how when when especially if it's an ass now this is more of like a, a vague ass it's like I just, just I, I'm asking that I become aware of stuff so I can make a note of it right? right but in any kind of an ask the universe doesn't tend to send us one it tends to send us a series you know so if we miss the first one we, we may notice the second one if we miss the second one we notice the third one we can even notice a few of them in a row and say wow I had a few of those you know and I'm wondering if we're going to get that I wonder if we're going to find um, I saw an act of kindness and I saw another one and another one in, in 15 seconds, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I wonder if we're, since the, it, the experiment sort of has a category, right? It's like kind, beautiful, abundant. Mm -hmm. it's like, I wonder if we'll see more of one than the other. Hmm. Interesting thought. Yeah. I'm writing those down too. So I remember what they are. Kind, beautiful and abundant. Yeah. That's important. This is going to be interesting. Just, just, I mean, yeah. I'm thinking about what we shared today at the top of the podcast about last week's experiment. I mean, because I, I didn't expect we were going to get all of them. We got all of them, and that was just really, really cool. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, because I did. You I did. did. This all too. I don't know. Y'all make me feel weird because when we were talking about the celebrating, Cindy and Walt. Honestly, my goal and my goal for my clients is to get to a place where the law of attraction or manifestation doesn't surprise you. Not that you're not grateful, right. don't give me, but it does, it no longer surprises you because right. now that's what you expect and it's a way of life. Mm -hmm. So right. I think that's why I don't quote unquote celebrate because I expect it and I just expect that this is how my life is supposed to unfold as a spiritual being. But anyway, I digress. No. <laughs> Total sense. That makes sense. I mean, and everyone is different in how they, you know, approach different things. Um, you know, I have so many synchronicities happen in my life that if I go a day or two without any, I feel like something's wrong. Something's wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, because it's constant. And so, and yet, the funny thing, I, it still delights me. It still surprises and delights me. There's always an element of surprise and delight. Um, even though if it's not there, I notice the absence of it. And I think, okay, mm. what's going on here? Because I don't feel like I've had any anything that's been a synchronous um, in a day or, or whatever. And my husband used to tease me. I, I tell him anytime something happens, right? And he said, Cindy, it just doesn't impress me anymore. If you can come to me with like eight or ten things for an afternoon, then I might be impressed. <laughs> he just knows it's always happening, right? It's like, wow. But I still always feel delighted over it. And I guess yeah. that is my, it's like, I guess that is my celebration is yeah, I guess I feel, right? the joy that I feel yeah. over manifesting things over things happening that are synchronicities. Um, that's the celebration. It's like internal. Now, sometimes right. I actually will go, you know, buy myself a present or have a little party or, you know, we turn up the music and 
have the dance party in the house all the time. Sometimes I do that too. Um, especially if it feels like a, a big deal, a, mm-hmm. a big event. But most of the time it's just, I don't know, it's like the inner celebration. You know, it's mm-hmm. feeling like you're going to laugh, feeling like this <laughs> is wonderful kind of thing, feeling just that little bit of surprise and delight that always seems to be a hallmark of magic, um, of magic making. There's always a little surprise and delight in there. So, yeah, I want it to be an everyday occurrence as well. And Oh, I think it is. It's just I want to be conscious of it. Yeah, well, I think that's the key. Everything all the time. You just want to do it consciously. Yeah. Yeah. And and it makes total sense to me that that is your form of celebration, Monique in particular, because you're such a positive, happy person. I I just know because of the way law of attraction works, there's got to be some level that you're celebrating. Otherwise, it wouldn't keep happening. (laughs) I mean, it just has to be. You know, when you say that you don't do it, I said, really? How is that possible? (laughs) Yeah, but I I think Cindy is right. You know, I think that she's right. And like when something doesn't happen for me, that's when I check my inner man. That's when I check where my thoughts, what, what am I focused on or what am I not focused on? You know, how am I feeling today? You know, because you're right. Well, I am a pretty happy go lucky person, but I have my days too. And man, I tell you, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I never really thought that all of these like, Things that our bodies go through as women when menopause start hitting, I never really, oh, I'll be fine. Man, there's been some days I've had to struggle. I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not a sad, depressive type person. And for me to like really have to find things to pick my energy back up, you know, to get myself back into alignment has been a struggle sometimes. So it's real, Walt. Okay, it's real. I was just going to say, with my finger pointing like you did, the struggle is real. Yeah. Oh. Um, insomnia is the way I have experienced it. And that is not fun at all. Um, because what's funny is that I will have four or five nights in a row where I don't really sleep much at all. And it's hard to just navigate life. And then, okay. I, and then right. I have a day that I sleep so good. And the next day I feel like I can rule the world. And it's mm-hmm. really taught me um, how important it is to get deep, restful sleep. And I'm talking as in the framework of law of attraction and of mm-hmm. manifesting, right? It's like deep, healing, restful sleep is important to your power as a manifester because you want to have the ability to consciously choose your perspective. And when you haven't slept in three or four days, that's hard to do. You know, when a client calls me having a meltdown, I always ask one question, are you sleeping? Mm. And they most of the time say no. And Mm -hmm. then I say to them, sleep deprivation is a form of torture. There's There's a reason why actual torture right uses sleep deprivation it's because it breaks you down because you lose your focus because you can't cope and so yeah taking care of your body good sleep good food hydration those are all important to you if you want to be a conscious creator it really is yeah and you know cindy um and then we're gonna i'm gonna leave it alone walt but I think what what this has taught me is because I have always been a naturally happy and optimistic person. Even when something negative happens, I'm always looking at the flip side of it. Like my rape, right? I didn't, you know, but it's like, okay, that it happened. Let's move on kind of thing. But I think Cindy and Walt, what this has really taught me is how to be able to um, resonate better or understand my past clients that I've had who really do struggle with negative thoughts, negative thinking, mm-hmm. um, they're, you know, the glass is empty. It's not even half. It was just empty. Right. <laughs> and I never, I didn't ever really feel like I could understand because I couldn't, I, mm-hmm. I just never had those feelings before, but now some, some days have been like, Oh my gosh, I can't watch enough manifestation stories and I can't listen to enough, <laughs> you know, law of attraction stuff or whatever to kind of get me back into alignment mentally and vibrationally. So yeah, it's real. The yeah. struggle. I think it's important. 
important though when we go through things that are hard for us that, that's always that can always be part of the result is that we have more mm -hmm. compassion for other people going through mm -hmm. things that we understand yeah. on a deeper level and that makes us yeah. better coaches better teachers better, better people. Yeah. people yes yeah I agree. that's a great way to summarize the podcast today so okay with the experiment has been set so we look forward to getting the reports next week. I have a feeling next week's going to be even better than this week in terms of the reports of the experiment. I'm really. We're probably going to fill the whole next next no next hour up. No We're doubt. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, it, there's going to be a lot of high flying going on. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think so. Indeed. So buckle your seatbelts. We're about to take off, and uh, thank you for uh, flying LOA today, Airlines. We'll see you all next time here on LOA today. Goodbye. Bye.